If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I welcome in everybody, another edition, another week of Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Matt Derry with you on a Monday, President's Day, February 20th, and a Tuesday, February 21st. Welcome in. If you're listening on audioboom.com, thank you very much. If you're listening on iTunes, please sure make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You'll get it each and every day, whether it comes in on your uh, tablet, your computer, your phone. You, you get it there every day. You're able to listen to it on the way home or maybe on the way to work. We appreciate all of you for participating and listening right here on Locked Online. Again, it's Matt Derry. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Free agency upon us. We're getting close to the start, to March, and free agency around the NFL. And, of course, the draft coming up as well in man, just a couple of months. Cannot wait. The Lions will pick 21st in the first round. Coming up on the program today, a free agent that I feel the Lions need to go out and take a good, strong look at. And it will not only help the Lions, but by signing this player, it will also hurt one of their rivals. I'll tell you who that is coming up in moments. Also, a recap of the weekend that was in sports. I'll give you a little bit of a thought, a little weekend taste, a little weekend recap with myself coming up in a little bit as well as a lot went on this weekend in terms of other sports. But we got to dive into the Lions. And, you know, we talk all the time about needs and what the Lions need to do. And it's funny, pundits and prognosticators and experts and all these people and myself and the beat writers and, and whomever else that you go to for your Lions content think we know think we know what Bob Quinn and the Lions Brain Trust uh, are going to do, whether it's free agency or the draft. And we just don't. You know, we, we may think that the Lions feel like, man, we've got to grab the best running back at 21, like Dalvin Cook, or we need a home run hitter. And we may think that the Lions think that way, and the Lions might be thinking, meh, we're good at running back. If we have a healthy Amir Abdullah, a healthy Theo Riddick, a healthy Zach Zenner, and Dwayne Washington, you know, the rookie uh, on the come a little bit, we're fine there. We don't need another running back. We may think that the Lions need linebackers. Well, yeah, the Lions need linebackers. <laughs> there's, there's no way that Bob Quinn, the maestro, the Lions general manager, doesn't isn't thinking about a linebacker. There has to, and please, go get Cunningham from Vanderbilt. I love the kid. Regardless, the Lions need linebackers. We know that. But again, does Bob Quinn take a linebacker at 21, or is he taking the best available player? What about right guard? What about right tackle? Warford, Reef, uh, defensive tackles, another cornerback. Where, where are the Lions going to go? Well, today I noticed in the uh, free press, Dave Burkett was talking about receivers and tight ends and mentioned that, in fact, 
uh, the Lions definitely have a need for another tight end. They've got Eric Ebron, of course, their first-round pick from three years ago. I think he's been underwhelming. Uh, you know the talent is there. And it's not like Ebron can't play, or anybody is saying that Eric Ebron, number 85, sucks. By any stretch of the imagination, I don't think anybody is saying that. But he's been underwhelming. And when you compare him, unfortunately, to the guys that were taken after him at number 10, um, in what was it, the 2014 draft? It's very disappointing. And he's been disappointing. And he looked like a guy, especially in week one last season against the Colts, looked like a guy that was going to have a high-impact season for the Lions' offense, and it turned out he was fine. He had career highs and catches and yards, blah, blah, blah. He had one touchdown. And so tight end is a problem spot for the Lions. There's not a lot of depth uh, behind Eric Ebron, whether it was Cole Wick or Matthew Mulligan or Orson Charles or Andrew Corliss or whomever they tried at tight end. Um, yeah, remember the infamous Matthew Mulligan play uh, in Seattle in the playoff game? Yeah, that worked. Uh, the Lions could use another tight end. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And Dave Burkett brought up in the free press today that the top tight end free agents that are out there, Martellus Bennett, of course, who won a Super Bowl at the Patriots this past season, Jack Doyle of the Colts, who caught a pair of touchdowns in week one against the Leos, Vernon Davis, a money-earning Mount Vernon, Vernon Davis, 32-year-old former Redskin who would be reasonably priced. Well, yeah, I don't. can he play anymore, Vernon Davis? He was, he was great 10 years ago in San Francisco. Uh, and three more names to watch, Luke Wilson, uh, not that Luke Wilson from uh, all the, um, you know, all, all from the movies, uh, a different Luke Wilson from the Seahawks. Deion Sims, the former Michigan State Spartan uh, and the pride of Orchard Lake St. Mary's High School. I was there this weekend for a hockey game against UAD High. That's a nice, that's a nice area up there. Great folks. Uh, and Ryan Griffin of the Houston Texans, uh, no relation of one of my former uh, high school classmates at uh, Orange High School. One wild card is Julius Thomas with the Jaguars, and it's apparent that the Jaguars are trying to send him in a trade to the Dolphins, but that trade has not gone through yet. Julius Thomas, kind of a hybrid receiver, tight end type. I think he's more of a receiver, really, than a tight end, but that's another name that's out there. Well, I have a name that has not been brought up that I think the Lions should take a close, long, hard look at. Close, long, hard look at. Before I give you that name, though, I've got to tell you about Lockdown NFL Draft. Oh, my goodness. We have brand new hosts on Lockdown NFL Draft right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. John Ledyard and Luke Easterling. Uh, Luke doing some work for USA Today. Those guys do a tremendous job with Lockdown NFL Draft. And if you haven't listened to it, check it out on audioboom.com or on iTunes. They're with you every day talking about the draft, who's going where, where they've got players projected. It's, those, it's that kind of content that you will get right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, whether it's Lockdown Pistons with Dan Feldman or any of the other NFL or NBA teams. I got a Twitter question today from a guy who was wondering about will, the, will there be a Tigers Lockdown? I don't know if we were going to reach the MLB status yet. I'll have to talk to uh, uh, the proprietor of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, David Locke, about that. But for now, all NFL and NBA teams and the draft and NBA um, fantasy basketball, all that is for you right there on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You should check it out. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. 
To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. All right. As far as where the Lions should go in free agency with the tight end, there's one, there are a couple of teams out there that just don't take part in free agency, that really just don't believe in it. That, you know, when their guys are up, they'll probably re up them for decent money. But most times, this is not a team that's a player in free agency, and that is the Green Bay Packers. And one of their players that I think really could help the Lions and is a free agent is tight end Jared Cook. If you recall last year in the NFC Divisional Playoffs, when the Packers played the Cowboys, it was that Jared Cook catch uh, in overtime that helped propel Green Bay to the win over the uh, Dallas Cowboys there and and send them to the uh, NFC title game in Atlanta before they were ransacked uh, by the Falcons, or as Mike Valenti calls them, the Falcons. Um, But Jared Cook is a good, good football player, and he's 30 years of age. So he's kind of getting up there in, in age and only made last season, according to ESPN.com, $2.75 million on a one-year deal. Again, he'll turn 30 April 7th. But Aaron Rodgers had a good rapport and just constantly was, was finding Jared Cook for, for, for big gainers. And it was a guy that the Packers brought in. It looked like on the cheap that it kind of had declined before last season, and he responded, had a very, very good season. With Cook on the field last season, including the playoffs, Green Bay went 10-3. and Aaron Rodgers threw 25 touchdown passes and just three interceptions and had a passer rating of 115.4, according to ESPN stats and information. So Jared Cook is a guy that really helped Aaron Rodgers out last year. But again, you know, the Packers might not bring him back. And the Packers are a team that has their uh, a couple other free agents to definitely consider bringing back, including their right, uh, right guard, T.J. Lang. But Jared Cook last year, 30 catches, 377 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Again, big in the postseason, played well. This is a guy that spent his first four seasons in Tennessee, then three seasons with the Rams. Uh, had a career-high 52 catches in 2014, and his career-best in yards is 759 yards, which he had in 2011. But I said the magic words before, postseason. Guy played in three postseason games for Green Bay this past season. 18 catches for 229 yards and two touchdowns in the playoffs. Give him a two-year deal. Bring Jared Cook to Detroit. Knows how to block. Right, has been around and was a huge factor for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Wouldn't you feel better about the Lions offense with Jared Cook and Eric Ebron together at tight end? And, you know, tweet to me, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, your comments on, on Jared Cook and also the Matt Derry Facebook page, the fan Facebook page as well. I think it'd be tremendous to go out and get a guy like Jared Cook who plays a lot, um, This year he did miss six games with injury, but he played in all 16 games two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Hadn't missed a game since 2012. Hobbled by a couple of injuries this year, but as Rob Domovsky from ESPN.com, who covers the Packers, 
uh, points out he was a big part of Green Bay's success this season. Huge part of it. And Green Bay had a, a lot of issues on the offensive end. This guy comes back from injury, an ankle injury on November 20th, caught six balls for a touchdown on 105 yards against the Redskins, and all of a sudden the Packers' offense started to click again. I, look, we all know Jordy Nelson's a god. All right, We all know that the Packers' offensive line is better than the Lions. We all know Aaron Rodgers is a god. But Jared Cook made an impact on Green Bay. Lions, go get him. Go get him. Am I going to cost you? I made $3 million last year, $2.75 million. How about a two-year, $8 million contract for Jared Cook? Give him $4 million a year. Heck, give him four and a half. All right, 30 years of age. I understand that. Um, Aaron Rodgers said after the NFC title game that signing Cook needs to be near the top of the priority list the way he played this year, end quote. How about that? But again, that's not Green Bay's ball game. They're not huge on free agency. They feel like they always need to build from within, with the draft, with young players. Um, so, you know, all they've got right now for Green Bay under contract, tight end-wise, is Richard Rodgers, Bo Sandland. I don't even know who that is. B-E-A-U. Bo. My name's your kid, Bo. I'm sorry. I don't know. Bo. B-E-A-U. Wouldn't it be B-O? Anyway, I like Jared Cook. I think he's a solid, solid veteran. Boy, that catch he made in overtime against the Cowboys on the sideline, kept both feet inbound. Dude can play. He's a good player. Yards per catch average for Cook over the final seven games of the regular season this year was 13.5, ranking him number three in the NFL among tight ends in that span. Four times this year, he had catches of more than 25 yards of the final seven games of the regular season, also ranking him third in the NFL during that span. Jared Cook, maybe not the biggest name like Martellus Bennett and some others, all right, in terms of free agent tight ends, but solid, knows the division, knows what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can do. I think if you're the Lions, that's a guy you look at. That's a guy you can get a little bit cheap that can come in as a winner, has played in big games, veteran presence and some leadership. And if they lose Anquan Bolden or decide to go in a different direction, that can be kind of an older target for Matthew Stafford. And look, we know this. Matthew Stafford and the Lions are desperate for some outside speed, and they need it. They probably need to find another wide receiver, somebody that can run and stretch the field, whether that be in the draft or in free agency. And we'll talk about that this week. But I like Jared Cook. I think he's a good football player. And that would be a guy that I would take a look at. All right, my weekend recap. Uh, Item number one. This past weekend was a terrible, terrible weekend for the NBA. Absolutely terrible if you're a basketball fan. If you spent this weekend pro basketball, if you spent this weekend thinking about, well, you know what? I know the weather's been great, and I get outside and everything else. But if you spent this weekend excited about All-Star Weekend in the NBA, I didn't blame you. A lot of storylines, Russell Westbrook and KD, you know, Kyrie Irving, uh, LeBron, you know, the East against the West. You know, the West always has the bigger team at the size. The East always has the, you know, the more athleticism and the speed and, 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 and all that stuff. And look, there were no Detroit Pistons that took part in the entire All-Star festivities on the weekend, which... Uh, is unfortunate. Sucks for the local fan. Um, I don't think they're exactly packing the palace right now, but 
Hopefully they'll, you know, pack the new place once the team moves down there. But NBA All-Star Weekend is usually very fun. And last year, the game was good and the dunk contest was tremendous last year when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went toe-to-toe. And a lot of people thought Gordon got robbed. Levine got hurt and he wasn't going to be in the dunk contest this year anyway. But this weekend for the NBA was god-awful. The three-point contest, nobody could make a shot. They ended up having to go to extra time between Eric Gordon and Kyrie Irving, and it was semi-exciting, but nothing special. All right? And I don't think a lot of people are, are, are just, you know, lathering up for, to watch Eric Gordon shoot. No offense to the pride of Indianapolis and North Central High School, and now a member of the Houston Rockets. And as far as the dunk contest goes, it was terrible. It was absolutely hideous. Glenn Robinson III, the Michigan Wolverine, he did a nice job. I was happy for him. It seems like that's a kid that's getting his head screwed on straight. Uh, Remember, he got cut in the D-League a few years ago. Now he's found a home in Indiana with the Pacers. And he's a Wolverine, so around here people know who he is. And he's making a name for himself. And he did a decent job in the dunk contest, but the dunk contest was so bad. The missed dunks, the kid from Phoenix that nobody's ever heard of. It was a D-League player. Uh, Aaron Gordon trying to use a drone. He couldn't, Aaron Gordon couldn't make a dunk to save his life. Every time it was two, three, four attempts. And Glenn Robinson won the thing by lining up players and jumping over them, but he did it twice. So after last year, when we said, oh, the dunk contest has been saved by Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, this year was the opposite. They did a complete, it did a complete 180, and it was god awful. And as far as the All Star game goes last night, Usually, not a lot of defense played. You get about five-minute mark of the fourth quarter, and both teams start playing D, and it becomes an exciting game. It was a bad all-star game. They were just feeding Anthony Davis, who was basically cherry-picking down at the other end for alley-oop dunks so he could get 50 points or 52 points or whatever he scored and win the MVP in New Orleans. And then the game became an afterthought because the Sacramento Kings had reportedly traded DeMarcus Cousins like during the game to New Orleans. Right, uh, So the storylines for the weekend weren't the activities at all. Like, oh, the dunk contest was great, or oh, the NBA, the All-Star game was good, or oh, the three-point contest. The storylines were KD and Russ continue to hate each other. And, Ooh, one guy's warming up on the other end of the floor against, away from the other guy. I'm sick of that. Right, Kyrie Irving actually had the stones to say that the earth was flat, and then the reporters spent the rest of the weekend asking other NBA players if they think the earth is flat. It's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Do you ever sit outside at like 4.30 in the afternoon and watch the sun move and then sun go down? That's because the earth is round. <laughs> that's, that's become an NBA topic at the All-Star Weekend. Let's ask players, because one guy might have a screw loose like Kyrie Irving and think that the earth is flat. So let's spend the rest of the weekend asking the rest of the players what they think of that. Oh, well, Draymond Green says it could be. Oh, okay. Makes these guys, it doesn't make them look good at all. I want to see good basketball. I want to see fun. I want to see awesome competition. Instead, it was KD and Russ and whether or not they threw the ball to each other or if they warmed up on the same side of the court. It was, uh, you know, 25-minute introductions. By the way, I love the roots. All right, the roots are great. But I, I didn't need the introductions to go until midnight. The game sucked. Kyrie Irving said the earth is flat. And DeMarcus Cousins only got to play two minutes because obviously they were holding him out because they were trading him. 
to the New Orleans Pelicans for a bag of balls. By the way, DeMarcus Cousins wasn't coming to Detroit. I know there was a report out there from Michael Scotto that said, or Scotto that said, well, uh, the Pistons called the Kings about Cousins, but, you know, and offered Drummond, but they wouldn't take him. Well, of course not. No one's taking Andre Drummond, who has four years left on his contract at a max amount. And unfortunately for Andre this year, he's underachieved. You're not going to take an underachieving max player with no opt-out or player option. Long contracts are the devil. No one's trading for long contracts. You might, you might trade for short contracts. If, new, if you're New Orleans and you can't re-sign Cousins, what do you have to lose? Then he walks. Then you'll have cap space and, you know, you can restart again. Because quite honestly, no one's touching Golden State or Cleveland for the next few years anyway. I like the effort made by the Pelicans to go get DeMarcus Cousins. What do they have to lose? Nobody cares about the Pelicans. So now for a year and a half, they'll be relevant. And if Cousins leaves, they'll go back to being what they were before. Why does it matter? At least now they'll sell some tickets and have some excitement over the next uh, year and a half. All right, as far as item number two goes, uh, I got to give a shout out to the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. And I know a lot of people watch Michigan last night play a very good game against Minnesota. And Michigan State Saturday against Purdue was, was ugly and uh, expected. The Spartans just aren't that good this year. Tom Izzo will have that team playing. Uh, they'll be better next year. This is just a bad year. And they're very young. But Oakland Golden Grizzly basketball, and I do the radio side with Neil Rule and TV, and we'll be on tomorrow night against Youngstown State. Oakland is playing very, very well. Very well. They've won five in a row. They're a game out. Excuse me, six in a row. They're a game out in the standings in the Horizon League. And if you haven't been up to uh, the arena for a game, I would suggest you come up and check out Oakland University basketball tomorrow night against Youngstown State. It's senior night. It's just been it's just been a fun team to cover and to be around. And people talk about getting a bang for their buck and everything else, and how exciting college basketball is or, or isn't, or whatever you think of it. But if you watch Oakland play, you're, if you haven't watched Oakland play enough, you're missing out because it's fun. And they're playing really well, like I said, right now. And they seem to be on a nice roll, winning six in a row. And they beat Valpo Friday, UIC yesterday. Martez Walker, Sharon Dorsey Walker, Jalen Hayes. This is a good group of guys that can really, really play. And they're scoring around 80 points per game. So if you haven't been in the arena, check them out. Oakland's playing good basketball and hopefully going to make the NCAA tournament. Probably come down to them and Valpo at Motor City Madness, which is the Horizon League tournament at the Joe, um, coming up in a couple of weeks, which is uh, the first weekend in the first uh, end of the last week in March, first week in March, and uh, going from March 3rd through the 7th. So check that out as well. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst list.